Neil Peart. Now that's a whole other animal, another species of drummer. Nirvana and Foo Fighters' Dave Grohl told Rolling Stone in 2018 he was responding to a question about whether he could ever sit behind the kit for Rush. It's a sentiment pretty much unanimously agreed upon in the rock world that nobody could ever sit in Neil Peart's place. This is Music Notes and More with your host, Jason Ginty. Drummer Neil Peart of Rush died Tuesday, January 7th, following a lengthy and unpublicized battle with brain cancer. Now look, I am not going to try to do a huge retrospective on the great Neil Peart. I'm not going to get into his technical abilities or anything like that. I am going to just get you some background to help you understand what made the man Neil Peart tick. A lot of people don't realize that Neil Peart was not the original drummer for Rush. There was a guy named John Rootsy who was the first drummer. He performed on the band's 1974 debut album, but left shortly after its release due to health problems, which limited his ability to tour with the band. On the day that Neil auditioned, we had five guys in, three before Neil and one after. Singer Getty Lee recalled in 2016, he says the last guy had come a long way, like a two-hour drive, and it was a very uncomfortable situation having him audition after Neil because Neil was so fucking good. There was no denying that Neil was the man. Neil Peart was one of rock's greatest drummers of all time. He had a flamboyant yet precise style that paid homage to his hero, the Who's Keith Moon and John Bonham while expanding the technical and imaginative possibilities of his instrument. Now, when he was 13, he got into trouble for pounding out beats on his desk during class. His teacher's idea of punishment was to insist that he bang on his desk nonstop for an hour's worth of detention. Time he happily spent recreating Keith Moon's drum parts from Tommy. Neil despised what he saw as over-commercialization of the music industry and dumb-down artists he saw as panderers. In the 1980s, he said, look, it's about being your own hero. He says, quote, I set out to never betray the values that 16-year-old me had, to never sell out, to never bow to the man. A compromise is what I can never accept. Neil says in the beginning, Rush was just learning as they went along. The early records that the three of us made together, we were experimenting, we were learning how to play our instruments, we were learning how to write songs, we were learning how to arrange, especially through, um, say, Farewell to King's Hemispheres, we were learning so much about arrangement and orchestration in the sense of a three-piece rock band, and all of that um, gathered together, and then by, say, um, like Moving Pictures 1980, so we'd been together six years by that time, and then we gelled, and, and all of those studies, all those courses of study that we went through together um, with pure innocence and pure enthusiasm, suddenly they became a unified approach that moving pictures and, and from then on um, carried for us. Neil was always suspicious of show business. He spent much of his downtime on the road in Rush's early days just buried in a stack of books and reading. In the final years of Rush touring, he avoided the usual touring routine by traveling from gig to gig via motorcycle, taking off shortly after each show's conclusion. 
He was inducted into the Modern Drummer Hall of Fame in 1983, making him the youngest person ever so honored. His drumming was renowned for its technical proficiency and his live performances for their exciting, exacting nature and stamina. How do you get to be such a great rock drummer like Neil Peart? Well, always take drum lessons. Yeah, people don't realize that Neil was always taking drum lessons. He said, look, quote, what is a master but a master student? And if that's true, then there's a responsibility on you to keep getting better and to explore avenues of your profession. He went on to say that I've been put in this position and I certainly don't underrate that. I get to be a professional drummer. Consequently, I feel a responsibility that I really do dedicate myself to that all the time. Even though when we're off of tour, I'm in my exercise routine. I have to keep my instrument or my body fit at all times. So it's a full-time responsibility. It's a joyous one and one I'm very grateful for. I grew up near Buffalo, New York along the Canadian border which was great back in the early 80s and 90s because I had all the Buffalo, New York rock radio stations and I was getting all the cool rock stations coming out of Toronto and Canada, which means I grew up with Rush on the radio constantly all the time. And it was cool. Now look, I was never that huge Rush fan back in the day. I liked him, but I had other buddies who were like freaks over Rush. But either way, I was just your fair weather fan about the band. And then I saw him live, not until like the late 1990s. And once I saw those three guys on stage, <laughs> I became a fan of Rush. Believe me, all it took was one live show and you were hooked on that band. I mean, Rush shows were incredible. Quote, Neil Peart says, we devoted ourselves to it. We always played the very best show we had in us that day. And it didn't matter if it was 2,000 people or if we were opening in front of five other bands in front of 20,000 people. Every show was like that for us. A point of honor, a point of pride, and total dedication. That's what built up a reputation over the years and of course, the reliability that we do tend to show up on time. That is how you build a great live band. Getty Lee and Alex Lifeson, Pert's bandmates in Rush, used to tease him about his insistence on doing a month of solo preparation before group rehearsals began. And they told him he's the only man on earth who rehearses to rehearse. Getty Lee and Alex Lifeson later eventually adopted that same routine, which of course only adds to the greatness of the Rush live show. Neil Peart liked to ask himself a couple of key questions every single day. One, what is the most excellent thing I can do today? Now, the answers led him to travel between Rush's shows on a BMW motorcycle instead of a plane or bus, which created scheduling nightmares for the band's management, of course, and to embark on extracurricular bicycle trips through West Africa, China, and Europe. He aimed to fill every minute of his life with as much muchness as possible. On August 10th, 1997, Neil Peart's 19-year-old daughter, Selena, died in a single car accident on a long drive to her college in Toronto. Five months later, Selena's mother, Peart's common-law wife of 23 years, she was diagnosed with terminal cancer and quickly succumbed to that. 
Being mentally shattered, Pert told his bandmates at the time to consider him retired and embarked on a solitary motorcycle trip across the United States. He did end up remarrying in 2000 and found his way back into the band Rush by 2001. His book, Ghost Rider, Travels on the Healing Road, is about mourning and reflection as he traveled extensively throughout North and Central America, dealing with his uh, common-law wife and daughter's death. He rode his motorcycle for over 55,000 miles. After his journey, he decided to return back to Rush. Rush finished their final tour in August of 2015 after releasing their last album called Clockwork Angels in 2012. Pert was done with the road. He had questioned whether he could stay physically capable of playing his demanding parts any longer. That was it. The band Rush would never tour again. If you get a chance, be sure to check out the excellent documentary called Rush Beyond the Lighted Stage. The band, along with Neil Peart, were inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2013. Police drummer Stuart Copeland told Rolling Stone magazine in 2015 that Neil is the most air-drummed drummer of all time. He pushes that band, which is a lot of musicality, a lot of ideas crammed into every eight bars. But he keeps the throb, which is the important thing, and he can do that while doing all kinds of cool shit. Metallica's Lars Ulrich wrote on Instagram following Neil's death, Thank you, Neil. Thank you for inspiring me and for all your help and advice along the way, especially in the early days when you took the time to talk to a young green Danish drummer about recording gear and the possibilities that lay ahead. Thank you for what you did for drummers all over the world with your passion, your approach, your principles, and your unwavering commitment to the instrument. Dave Grohl went on to say that his power, precision, and composition was incomparable. He said he was called the professor for a reason. We all learned from Neil. Donna Helper, an associate professor of media studies at Lesley University, told NPR recently that Neil just wanted to be Neil. He loved being a rock drummer, but he also loved literature. He loved poetry. He loved the outdoors. He didn't care what society thought a rock star was supposed to be. He wasn't afraid to be himself, and he didn't really care about fame. He just wanted to be good at what he did, and he was, and he just wanted to share his music with the fans. Neil said the highest purpose of art is to inspire. What else can you do for anyone but inspire them? Music is certainly about sharing your enthusiasm and the, the nature of Rush is we love our music and we hope other people will like it too. It's, there's nothing calculated more than that about it. And in the writing too, these are things that I was moved to write about and to craft carefully enough that I hope I can share with a reader. And if you do infect them with your fire, oh that's good, enthusiasm. The literal meaning of enthusiasm is infected with the God. Mm -hmm. And uh, if you can share that God of yours, that fire of yours, into, to light someone else's, that's a great thing too. In a statement released Friday, January 10th, Getty Lee and Alex Lifeson called Pert their friend, soul brother, and bandmate over 45 years and said he had been incredibly brave in his battle with an aggressive form of brain cancer. We ask that friends, fans, and media alike understandably respect the family's need for privacy and peace at this extremely painful and difficult time. Those wishing to express their condolences can choose a cancer research group or charity of their choice and make a donation in Neil Pert's name. Rest in peace. 
brother.